Spider-Man popsicles with the eyeballs all fucked up. Last time I think we did Ninja Turtles, but now we're talking about Spider-Man. So, fuck it. Welcome to welcome to Five Minutes to Cast Night. It's just me and Drew, so we're gonna talk about Spider-Man Three. That's the whole thing. <laughs> You've been waiting for it. It's finally happening. Spider-Man Three, the movie that ruined all of our lives. We're here to talk about it. Uh, it really ruined. It ruined our life. It's weird how uh, like. This is. It, I feel like Spider-Man Three has been talked on on every like weird comedy podcast. Like someone does that, but we're actually talking about it because just anytime we've been in our creative process or whatever, or like writing up way too late, we just have ended up complaining about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think like so. Jordan and I we're we're about the same age. Uh, we ever yeah. take a year. So I think this movie came out when I was eighteen or nineteen, which means that like. I saw Spider-Man 1 in, like, my peak child-enjoying movie years. It came out, I guess, I must have been, like, 13 or something. And then as the movies got a little older, I got a little older. So now it's, like, Spider-Man 3 came out the year that I learned that the world is a bad place and you will never be happy. Yeah, I, I that's my experience with it, too. I remember, um, I remember um, when Spider-Man came out, at the like for me it was at the age of when i should like it should be my peak enjoying superhero movies but i remember getting like bullied as a child in second grade like when i uh, a kid bit me in the ear uh, because <laughs> i i still watched the batman cartoon i was like we're not watching this anymore he's like no you loser and his attack at me was to bite my ear because it was also the year that mike tyson bit somebody in the ear dude all of your stories you have the most weird interesting injuries i mostly just got kicked i mostly just got kicked in the ribs you i wish that like there was karate at my school but no it was just weird it was kids throwing rocks and biting each other it was prison i saw this movie I saw Spider-Man 3 with my high school girlfriend at the time. Yeah. And not my current high school girlfriend. That's a whole other story. Oh, no. that's that, Call that's, the cops. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the you going to jail part of this. She's a teacher at the high school uh, <laughs> that I attend. <laughs> I'm undercover Wait, oh, like Cameron Crowe. Oh, got fired for having a picture of boobs? <laughs> what? Do you remember? There's like the news story where like uh like a kid found a picture of his teacher's boobs, and then <laughs> she got fired because a kid f- like found her leaked boob photo. I like to imagine that she f- he found it like in a cave, like he was spelunking. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, like the um, Goonies. He found it in yeah, a boat. I don't remember that. No, but I do remember being 18 or 19 and going to the movies with my girlfriend at the time. And about five minutes in the movie, she starts putting her hands on me. And I'm like, what are you doing? This is Spider-Man. We don't hook up during <laughs> Spider-Man. We watch Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, and I regret that, man. At the end of the movie, I was like, damn it. I should have fucking made out. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. Well, I remember, you know, it was an important movie for me, too. Because, yeah, because I got bullied out of being able to enjoy superhero so i remember seeing spider-man and having to pretend to not like it 
Yeah. Like, I was like, this is lame. And then Spider-Man 2 came out, and I remember going with all of my friends and having to, like, suppress all of my emotions and just laugh when Tobey Maguire got hurt. Because we were like, yeah, nerd! Spider-Man sucks. And in my heart, I'm like, no, I love this. So I remember... I love love this. um, I remember Spider-Man 3 came out when just, like... it, It was when like nerd culture re- like slowly was starting to come back a little bit like it started to be I think it a was cool. it was the big it was the big push cuz that also you got to remember Spider-Man 3 had an extra year cuz Spider-Man 2 came out in 2002 or 2004 Spider-Man mm-hmm. came out in 2002 so I remember they pushed they did they pushed that movie back a year and yeah. I was so excited I was like I couldn't believe they made us wait an extra year cuz this was like this is before the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but they were churning out movies left and right. And yeah, the idea of having to wait was crazy. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I remember and everyone was, uh, everyone was pumped because we're all like 90s kids and uh, we all remembered, uh, you know, we all grew up in the era of, uh, of just big teeth comic books yeah. and shit. <laughs> and, you know, it was like uh, you had... You had the Christian Bale Batman that was like that uh, was awesome. Uh, like kids were just excited that there was a. I think I I think it was yeah it was the superhero boom was started to come back and we were just excited to. I I personally was excited to just like re enjoy my childhood that got bitten away from me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got bit by a radioactive, Colorado person. <laughs> Yeah, a radioactive tall kid in a big shirt. <laughs> you got um, all of his powers, which included uh, being able to make a burrito for minimum wage. Yeah, but do you remember? Did this movie have like uh, have like a weird little phenomena in your town? Like, was you this know, a big deal, or was just it was you alone? This was my freshman year of college, actually. So oh, I I went back to my hometown because I I had a girlfriend back home and. I would. That's what we would just do is we would go to the movies. Um, but uh, I. This was my. I can't wait to get the fuck out of town and like I'm gonna make something of myself and I'm not gonna talk to any of these people <laughs> ever again. And I kind of wish that I didn't do that because maybe I would have enjoyed Spider Man a little more if I didn't have this like <laughs> investment in it. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. I mean, like I saw Spider Man. Like I was a. I was a weird nerd kid, and I'll probably post photos of these. But I. I went to see uh, Spider-Man 2. I made my own Doc Ock costume out of, like, vacuum <laughs> tubes yeah. and, like, my mom's trench coat. And uh, it was a terrible costume, and it fell apart, like, on the way to the movie theater. And so I ended up just, like, going in a trench coat, which, looking back, is, like, you can't wear a trench coat and be a kid. If you wear a trench coat and you're a kid, you should be arrested. Is, you can't nothing be an good adult and wear a trench coat. No one looks good in a trench coat. I no. wanted to arrest myself when we did the Punisher sketch. <laughs> yeah, no, trench coats are bad. And every time someone makes a joke about like, oh, he's just seven muskrats in a trench coat. I'm like, those trench coats should, uh, th- those muskrats should go to jail. I know. They yeah. did something bad. How did they, they get did, a trench coat? Yeah, they're lighting stuff on fire out in the back of, uh, like, uh, of the school near the basketball hoop. It's yeah. gross. It's but gross. the other thing that I did that was really gross is I was a huge Hellboy fan because, of course, I was. Yeah, I was a yeah, fucking yeah. nerd kid, and I loved Hellboy, and I was really excited for Hellboy. And I made a Hellboy costume, um, same trench coat. It was my mom's trench coat. And uh, I wore it to what I thought was the premiere. And then not like the premiere, like, you know, like you go to like uh, 
you know, the city or anything like that. Like literally like the day that it opens up in my hometown mall. And I went dressed <laughs> as Hellboy and none of my friends were dressed up. It was just me. And I had red paint and the red hand of doom and yeah. everything. And I got the weekend wrong. And it was actually the week before it opened. <laughs> and we just saw uh, Dawn of the Dead a second time instead. So I saw Dawn of the Dead dressed as Hellboy for some reason. I was hoping it was going to be just like a, a, a like a Pixar movie instead. Like you went to Finding <laughs> Dory dressed as Hellboy. But that's no, awesome. I wish. Dude, I... Uh, uh, I was excited for Hellboy too, but the weirdest thing about Hellboy was I uh, is that no one knew that it was a prior thing, and that I everyone in my town was just like, "The fuck is this movie? It's just a bald red guy with a big hand." Yeah. If you don't know the Mike Mignola draw, drawings, like a sell, like selling Hellboy to someone is super weird. Yeah, like if selling you Hellboy saw- to anybody's weird. Period. At this point. Yeah. I remember. Well, I I remember being pumped because because like hell, I loved the. I knew the comic book, and also I was really stoked that there was like a Demu Borgir song in a trailer. Yeah, <laughs> just which is perfect because that Demu Borgir just sounds like Warcraft the musical. Like that's yeah, it's so perfect for them is to be a fucking movie trailer band. But uh, like this, I remember this is the first midnight showing i think i remember a lot of people wanting to go to you know before we really get into this we should talk about like uh how we decided to do this as like a podcast because we i think the first the first thing we ever put out as a team the first two things we put out are marvel themed sketches oh that's right so we we just we we put out the this video called punisher 66 and it was it's basically like, what if there was like a Adam West Batman Punisher and he's like hyper violent, but it's also really campy. But yeah. before that, we put out a video that no one saw and no one liked. Um, <laughs> I still think but I think funny. it's I, I think still think it's so really funny. funny. And it's like a fake video game review show and they review a first person Daredevil game. And obviously the joke is that a first person Daredevil game would be a black screen <laughs> because he's blind. <laughs> And it was like I we we made it with our friends uh, Nicole and Raleigh who are in a sketch group called Sivador. And Nicole's been on the podcast a couple times, and she yeah. played Thin Thin Liz in the second episode with John Baisley. And we made this video. It's online. You can find it if that's your thing. You might like it. It's it's both like subtle and not subtle at all. It's we're I, I think it came out really really good, but I get why no one gave a shit about it. You know? Yeah. Which put it out right when the Daredevil TV show came out. And that sketch didn't blow up, even though I th- I think it's because it's so subtle. It's because yeah. it looks like if it, it just like the jokes are like don't start until you notice that it's a black screen. Yeah. And it's such a long build up because we have to. It's just a video game review show parody. But then yeah, watch did. it, and you should watch it. And if you like it, tell me. And if you don't like it, you don't have to tell me. I know that. I know, I know that you don't like it. Um, <laughs> but, but then we did another video. Drew and I just talk about Marvel at 3 a.m. I think like this was a 3 a.m. idea that we just built into um, a thing where we... Uh, it was right after we shot the pilot of Two Minutes, right? Yeah, so we shot the pilot in September 2015. And then I think we were really excited about daredevil season two because it was going to have punisher we both like love the character the punisher and oh, oh i under- hate no i hate the punisher <laughs> no wait did we 
Oh, I didn't know you hated I, the Punisher. Oh yeah, no, I genuinely I hate uh I think I hate that character. I love the movie Punisher Warzone though, because it's the first R-rated, like high budget movie directed by a woman. Oh like, yeah. It's and uh it's really funny to watch like a violent dude movie through the like lens of like a woman and it just is bizarre it's bizarre tonally because of that. And it's crazy. See, I love I love Punisher the Thomas Jane one because I love um, John Travolta getting murdered. Um, yeah, that's my favorite yeah, part. I do love that. <laughs> I also love. I loved when that movie came out because it was super. Uh, uh, I I I think I just thought that Tom Jane was really handsome, and I thought I I I'd seen him in small stuff like in Boogie Nights. And I was like, I just want to see more of the handsome guy. Oh fuck yeah, he is in Boogie Nights. Yeah. So is Doctor Octopus. <laughs> yeah, I know everybody fucking <laughs> in Boogie Nights. <laughs> God damn. I love Is Mark Wahlberg in a Marvel movie? He has to be at some He's, point. Yeah. Hey, I'm 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 Galactus. I eat planets. <laughs> I gotta eat your planet. I eat planets. I'm, I'm a big guy. I eat you planets. You can't tell me I can't eat planets. I can eat planets better than anybody. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the best planet you've ever seen. I I have, did we talk about that? How uh you know it's a good Mark Wahlberg movie if he cries? And it's a oh, bad yeah. Mark Wahlberg movie if he doesn't cry. That's why I don't like The Departed. Yeah, he doesn't fucking cry in it. He just cusses. I like cussing, but not. He's got to cry. It's yeah. It doesn't work. But, um, but back to <laughs> something. What were oh, yeah. we talking about? The Punisher. Oh yeah, just the the Punisher sketch just came up. Like I think um, I think we wouldn't have had the chutzpah to like it's Passover chutzpah. Um, Chaim. Uh, I I don't think we would have had. The, the, uh, yeah, I don't think uh, we would have made that had we not uh, already kind of pulled off the pilot and seen that we could put together like a like a a good team to make something. Yeah, it was. I mean, we shot that. We shot that in one day in three different locations. We shot it in our basement, our backyard, and uh, our friend's photo, uh, uh, like his like his photo lab. But what's really funny about that is. We didn't know we were shooting in those three locations until the moment that we started shooting there. We, we, we like there is so much hubris and like we're just gonna do it. We made costumes. Uh, Mutoid Man is in it. The Steve and and Nick are yeah. Puzzle Man. Um, it was and Lu- Lucy. Lucy's really funny in it. She's yeah. uh, sh- she's child abuse. I think it was the first thing we ever really did with her because this is before open up this mic. Yeah, this is the first. Yeah, this was uh, this was the first thing I asked Lucy to do um, after we started doing stand up together. Yeah, she's great in it. She's, she's so great. funny. She's so goddamn funny. Um, yeah, I still and you really learned like- how to do you learned how to do color correction and you made it look like a fucking old timey thing. It looks great still. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I think it looked. like I love I love the intro graph uh, the intro animation so much. It's so funny. You yeah, that was it. the. F- that was the first cartoon I had made since high school, which is crazy, too. Yeah. Oh, no. There was one other cartoon that we made before that. And we did... Jordan and I made like a 30... I made it in 30 minutes as a cartoon. And it's what if instead of Peter Parker getting bit by a spider, it was oh John God. Ratzenberger. <laughs> and it's the amazing adventures of John Ratzenberger. It's John terrible. Ratzenberger I, Spider-Man. Oh I, it's, it's on my YouTube page. You can find it. It's not good. We made it in 30 minutes. I love it. Jordan did all the voices. We were falling asleep, and I was insisted that for some reason 
I I was gonna draw Mary Jane Watson with her eyeball like falling out of her head, and you were like, "Don't do that. We're tr- we're at least trying. Don't ruin it." And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna ruin it." Yeah, just ruin it. Whatever. It was just it was just like uh, I don't know. It, it, this that's why I like talking about the Punisher thing so much because it was kind of like an experiment of like, "Hey, let's do something. Why don't we do something?" And I hadn't done we haven't done anything like that since like college. You know, it's so hard to just fucking make something, especially I know. when you get older and people you know are doing great awesome professional stuff and you're like ah, i can't half-ass anything anymore and I we know. did we definitely didn't half-ass the punisher but like we threw it together so quickly and we made it so quickly and it's one of the few things that are older than season one that i can still watch yeah you know i can't watch any i can't watch uh i can't watch the first two episodes anymore spoiler no. alert i can't watch them i've i haven't seen them since um I'm pretty it it'll just hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah. Um but all right. So we're talking uh, all right. All right. We're talking about how Spider-Man 3 ruined our lives and also <laughs> is our crea- is our weird creative fuel. It is the gas that fuels everything that we make. Yeah. Um did like did you like do you, what Drew what's your like history with with Spider-Man? I think the same as you probably is um Growing up, watching the cartoons, playing the video games, reading the comic books. And Spider-Man is weird because other than, I would say every other comic book other than Spider-Man, I don't think I ever read a story after 1991. Like all of my Thor knowledge and even when I'm like, oh, I like the Punisher. It's like, yeah, because I like 80s Punisher. Like I never read any of that stuff. And then Spider-Man was like, I read it through the 90s. I read Ultimate Spider-Man. It just, you know, Spider-Man was is is the best is the best superhero um because he's everything that I think that we that that like we were growing up. And I mean, we'll get into it in a second why um what do you think about Tobey Maguire? Let me first my my history of Spider-Man is also the same thing. And I also like that he's the best superhero. And I think it's because he was the first superhero that I realized didn't want to be a superhero. And he's like, ah, oh, fucking hell, I gotta be. It's just like a, it's a, it's why his famous quote from Spider-Man is, is great responsibility. And it's because the whole thing is about responsibility and just like, ugh, I gotta just, I gotta be a superhero even though I don't want to be. I like yeah. that's always the best part about it. And it always those are always the best superhero stories is like when they want to quit and they can't. Like that's yeah. all every best every best superhero story is that one where they want to stop. And it's yeah. always yeah, it's Superman 2, The Dark Knight, Spider-Man 2. They always want to quit. Whenever they want to yeah. stop, you get a good movie out of it or a good story. Yeah. Um Toby Maguire is uh, is is odd so uh, but I also get why he was picked. Absolutely. Yeah. He's yeah. odd. He has the smallest mouth and no lips. <laughs> the biggest eyes. It's super weird. A voice that it, it, it's like he makes. I, I think there's something that he just he seems like a person that Sam Raimi just loves torture torturing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I think that that's always what like that's when Sam Raimi uh, is. Uh, at his best is when he's like, oh, I could bother the shit out of this person physically yeah, for a while. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I love about it. Well, so we watched yeah. we 1, watched 2, all... and 3. Yeah, I didn't... I 
I had a week, I had a rare weekend off. So I was like, let's just, and I want, I wanted to really put myself back into the context of these movies. Yeah. And it's crazy because, um, I haven't seen these movies since I was younger than Peter Parker. Like I, I, I have not rewatched any of them yeah. since I saw, since I saw Spider. I saw Spider Man theaters, three in theaters. I never watched it again. I've never seen it again. I watched ten minutes of it in the back of a pickup truck that had <laughs> that we, Jordan and I. Uh, when we were in Austin, I was do I was like filming oh, some right. shit, and I filmed with this dude who had like a pimped out pickup truck, and in the back seats had like a monitor with Netflix. And I was like, what would be the funniest thing to watch right now? Oh, Spider-Man three. So I watched up until the scene where the Sandman becomes the Sandman right. um, in a pickup truck. And I was like, this is, this is bad. <laughs> yeah. well, what's the, what do you think of the first two movies having rewatched them? Okay. The first movie does not know what the hell it's doing. And it's probably because it's the first of these kind of movies, really. Like, I mean, other than X-Men, but X-Men is like an ensemble story, you know? It's about a bunch of people. Yeah, this is the this is the template for um it's weird. It's it goes like Tim Burton Batman is like the invention of like what modern blockbusters are. Like it's like this is what this is what they look like. This is or like this is what every studio wanted to create, and then you get, uh, then you get Spider the the first Sam Raimi Spider Man, which the first um the first like half of that movie is just what every movie is trying to do, is like that's a template for an origin story. We had never there had never really been like uh uh just. I, we had never seen like an origin so every single scene of the of the origin part of the first spider-man is just is we all is iconic it's crazy yeah it's crazy how and you can tell they they tried really hard to make it feel real like they wanted it to feel like this is a kid even though everybody in high school is 30 years old they wanted yeah. to make you feel like it was a child you know it was super uh, joe, joe manchelli it was in that movie i didn't even realize it yeah it's so fucking weird because i also yeah i also haven't watched these movies in a while but um like i hadn't seen them since high school you know what was the weirdest thing for me is so i loved willem dafoe in that movie i think he's so great in it but green goblin is such a weird choice because it never at any point where they're like oh hey uh, I'm working on an experimental suit for the army and also uh, a cool green gas that gives you superhuman strength. And no one is like, well, why is the head of it a goblin? And he's like, well, I have a bunch of masks up in my apartment that I never <laughs> talk about. So maybe subconsciously I thought a goblin would be cool for the U.S. military. <laughs> also swords. But you won't see those till my son uses them. Yeah, that's. You know, I, I think that's also like a weird thing is like really noticing all of the studio notes in these because now every, yeah, like here overall, I think the first two movies um are I th are visually amazing. I think especially the second the second one is stunning. I think the camera work is crazy. I love I miss when movies used to have like a visual personality. Yeah, I think, absolutely. I think the movies look great. I think that um, it, I miss combat like this, like where it's just like 
you know, real guys like wearing outfits and punching each other and the camera work is is playing with it and it just feels it feels like a human Pixar movie every time he makes it, but it's it, most of the time it's real people flying around. Yeah. And beating well, that's the, the shit out of each other. That's the interesting thing cuz you could tell in the first one about halfway through it they were like, "Oh, anytime that the Green Goblin talks, this looks like an episode of Power Rangers." Because you just see, like, they, you know, it's funny is I, I, in HD, you could see his mouth moving. But, like, when I was watching it, like, in my childhood TV on VHS, you cannot see any movement whatsoever. Yeah. And so it just, it just looks like two action figures, like, miming at each other. It's really weird. So then in the second one, they were like, they were like, all right, well, we got to make sure that this is a very human feeling villain. And that's, I mean, Dr. Octopus is like the pinnacle of how these movies should be like i love i was afraid i wasn't gonna like spider-man 2 and it's actually exceeded my expectations because it's so humanized it's probably the last of these movies before they became like a commodified i don't know if that's a real word i don't know either (laughs) it's before they became like a costco you know off the shelf like totally it, it feels it's a movie about humans it's a movie about you know like their 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 real lives and their real interactions. And do you think that there was any studio notes for episode for Spider Man Two? Because I felt like they let Sam Raimi do whatever he wants. And there are scenes in that movie where it becomes like a Three Stooges thing. Because I know Sam Raimi yeah. loves Three Stooges. He they beat the shit. shit out of Peter. Yeah, he beat the shit, and it's uh, he beat the shit out of him. Well, what I noticed about uh, a big thing that I noticed in and it is there. Also, these movies are written like comic books, like old comic books. Like, yeah. um, you don't have that. You don't have people monologuing to themselves alone anymore. Yeah. You don't have, um, you know, everything's really height, like heightened. Like we hadn't entered the Robert Downey Jr. era of people like being snark baskets the whole time. So it's, it's. The movie is shot and builds exact. I now understand when people used to tell me like those movies just you know they feel like comic books and comic books were seen like like a kind of lower art form and you can tell that like Sam Raimi was like getting really good performances out of the actors by going like um, okay so treat this dialogue like it's Shakespeare like you don't it doesn't actually like you know know what it it's it's all expository and doesn't feel really human but let's try to make it human like you know when he's just toby Maguire is in his head like i'm spider-man no more and then he's in his room and he's like i'm spider he just shouts it to nobody yeah the way that no one does but i also yeah. loved it i missed that i um i think the i i, I yeah it just really missed like all of the the charm and eh, 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 of uh of the filmmaking of the second one i miss when because you can tell he just gave a shit about every single scene that he put in that movie. And oh, it's yeah. All because of, I think it's all because of, like, the weird physical torture that he puts uh, Tobey Maguire through. Like, even just grabbing for snacks and, like, people are stealing snacks out yeah. of frame. I love all of that shit. His, his best, like, his, mo- his, mo- his worst foe in the movie is actually uh, Bruce Campbell as the usher, not letting him in. And it sets off this spiral of just bad things happening. The whole movie yeah. is bad thing, bad thing, bad thing. And it's like, how is he coming back from it? And it's it's so funny because I was actually reading... Uh, Spider-Man 2 is really funny. And one of the funniest yeah, scenes really is when 
he um when he's when he's flying through the air screaming i'm back i'm back and then he falls and he goes my back my back yeah and the reason that's that movie happened is because apparently he hurt himself during sea biscuit he was shooting sea biscuit <laughs> and i guess like i don't know the horse kissed him too hard and he got lockjaw or something <laughs> and i hate so when he the was like kissed too hard yeah, you can't. You can never kiss a horse too hard. And um, he he got hurt during Sea Biscuit though, and he was like, "I don't think I can do Spider Man." And they were like, "We need you to do it." And he's like, "I'll do it for seventeen million dollars." And they were like, "No, <laughs> that's crazy." And then they finally worked it out where they were like, "Okay, well, I guess since you hurt your back, we'll give you more money." And so that joke was a like him and Sam making a joke about how he hurt his back. Um, which when now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm like. It's kind of like when you call out sick, but you're not really sick. You're like, <laughs> I'm sick. Maybe yeah. if you were to give me a bonus, I'll come in. <laughs> it's crazy. That's so crazy. Bruce Campbell is the best part of all of these movies. Yeah. He's incredible. He's the best actor in all of the movies, I think. He's oh, yeah. A star. Um, How did you feel about the Macho Man scene after listening to the macho man album man i've had like a whirlwind of a week like realizing how important macho man has been my whole life <laughs> and i always liked the bone saw scene like i always thought that was really cool um but also i i re-watched a whole bunch of macho man slim jim commercials on youtube because i remembered them and i knew that he said snap into a slim jim every one of them but i didn't realize that that was all he said he would just shout, snap into a Slim Jim, uh, something like, crack open the pepper. And that was about <laughs> it. And every commercial is basically someone is bored. Macho Man shows up and the place starts exploding for some reason. Like there's an actress who's bored doing Shakespeare. So they set the playhouse <laughs> on fire because of Slim Jims. But then the later commercials are literally just him beating up children. Like it's just like a child and him in a wrestling ring. And he hurts them very much. And then... He goes like, say the phrase. And then the kid says, snap into a Slim Jim. And you're like, is Macho Man a bully? Why do I want a Slim Jim? He's <laughs> yeah. going to beat me up if I don't eat processed meat. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. seen My first experience with the Macho Man was this, was Spider-Man 1. Yeah, that's funny. It, that was the first time I saw him. I, but I knew that it was the Macho Man. Even though he said he was Bonesaw, I was like, that's the fucking. That's the. That's. That's I just even though I had never seen the Macho Man, I just knew he was the Macho Man. Yeah, I was like, that's the that's the guy from that Dexter's Lab spinoff cartoon. <laughs> was it like the Imbragable Crunk or something? I yeah. forgot what his name is. The Imbragable. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah. What's your kind of? Do we want to wrap up one and two? <laughs> um. Yeah, I think I think two is better than one. Yes. Because one, the first thing is always kind of clunky, and two, like really, really sets the bar high for like a human villain unbelievable but still grounded um still has its own flavor like i remember there was a big thing about how we were i remember being really excited for ant-man because it was written by adam mckay and edgar wright was gonna direct it and he was gonna kind of do his own thing and then they fired him because he wanted to do his own thing because they're all homogenized that's the word i'm looking for all the marvel movies are kind of homogenized now and there is nothing more iconic to me than this scene in the hospital with Dr. Octopus and it's shot like evil dead and it's got all the crazy camera work. They reach for the chainsaw. Um, It it rules. I was going to bring that scene up because yeah, it's the fucking, it's 
it's it's a masterpiece. Yeah. The other weird thing that I noticed watching all three of these in a row is that they destroyed hundreds of cars. And this is before CGI really was a big thing. So those yeah. are real cars. How? What do you do with a destroyed car? How do you destroy a car? I think you like, just use it for a Super Dave Osborne sketch after. I don't <laughs> Yeah, it's like they well they like they rip a car in half and then it's like okay well somebody's job is to clean up car off the street I guess yeah and then they take they're like what do you do with those cars like you just I guess you just throw them in the, I don't know it's like I know cars are not a renewable resource so no, it's just not. weird to me to know that it's like all right so uh, we're gonna need a bunch of uh, light bulbs those light bulbs are gonna break uh, I'm gonna need thirty seven cars each one yeah. can never be driven. <laughs> Um, it's just, yeah. it's just really, really crazy. Cause now they don't destroy cars. It's all just like 3d buildings. I think yeah. this also was like 2000 Spider-Man two was 2004. So this was kind of the last of the superhero movies where you didn't have to have a kind of nine 11 scene because yeah. it was still too fresh. And then in two in Spider-Man three, there's a nine 11 scene. Yeah. It's, uh, ugh. um, I, I forgot which one had the American flag in it. Uh, That's Spider Man Three. Yeah, That's um, the towards the very end. Yeah, the first. Well, well, the first. Do you, you know about um, studio? Like, do you like the entire Green Goblin is a studio note? Like, do you remember the? Uh, do you remember all the old like footage of the face, the robot yeah. face they were building? The original for, robot face. It's, it's super scary. Yeah. Fuck! It's such a bummer. Yeah, they were going to make it, like, really horrifying. Yeah, and then cool the studio was like, green. no. Yeah, it was just going to be a cool green robot practical face. It sucks. They had all this, like, technology in the late 90s that to, like, create cool, like, robo animatronic creatures like that. Like, they were going to do it for that, like, Tim Burton Superman movie. I don't think, I can't even think of anything that exists that actually used that technology. It just went well, right you know out that- the door. Part of some of Doc Octopus, uh, Doc, Doc Octopus, uh, some of Mister Mister Squid Arms, uh, his uh, his tentacles were um, were practical. Yeah. In certain shots, they had like animatronic hands and stuff, and you know they were obviously for the really insane things like creating fusion in a small. Uh, you know what's the craziest thing to believe about Spider-Man 2 is that there would be uh, real estate in New York City that wasn't uh, owned by anyone. I know, man. That's so we're going to get into Spider-Man 3, but something that's really weird about these movies that really dates them, I noticed, is... Alleyways? Yeah, alleyways. Well, we we after these movies came out, I moved to New York, and I realized they don't have alleys in New York. Yeah. And it's just crazy, because every scene has an alley. Um, yeah. But there's a weird thing in... I In newer Marvel movies, they don't make it a huge point that these people have to hide who they are like that's a huge part of spider-man is that yeah. people can't find out who he is and daredevil has that too um but spider-man more so in the in the movies that's like that's the main plot is like if anyone found out who i was mary jane would die you know yeah um but there's that scene where on on the subway where they, they you know they they raise his body up and they, they throw him in the back like christ uh yeah, happy easter I everybody it. they literally just like yeah, they yeah, it, we're recording this on Easter. And he has the little <laughs> um like he's got the little stab wound like Christ like they wouldn't they don't they wouldn't do that anymore in like a new it wouldn't be so heavy handed, but it's such a comic book thing to be just like, yeah, literally it's Jesus. 
Yeah, it's like, like Jesus. Fuck, and then, isn't that funny? Yeah. And there is that line. He's like, he's just like us, or he's just a kid, or something. Yeah. And if that movie was made six years later, someone would have pulled out an iPhone and taken a picture of his face and been like, "I'm gonna sell this." I know, but it's just even when they the- find the suit in the trash, there's the guy who's like. I could get more money for this on eBay. And and uh, J. Jonah Jameson's like, I'll give you $100. And he's like, he should have been like, no, you idiot. eBay. People pay more than $100 on eBay. Yeah. Use coupon code. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. What did you think about Spider-Man 3? I think it is... Uh, I Because I hadn't seen it since I saw it in theaters. Uh, Ditto. Here's the thing. It is awful. It is a very specific type of uh, it is it is like a full amalgamation of like every possible wrong thing that can happen with uh, a sequel. But I think Sam Raimi is so talented that there is actually not a narrative flaw in the entire thing. That's what I thought. That's actually yeah. what I thought. Yeah, it was so much better than I thought it was going to be. But that's also in a weird way why it's worse. <laughs> because the stuff that I thought I was going to hate, I didn't. But the stuff that I thought I was going to like, I really hated. What did you hate? I hated Sandman. Yeah. Um, it was. It, I hated Sandman. It felt really forced. And I remember them making such a big deal about it because they were like, it's 2006 and we've got a computer. Have yeah. you guys heard <laughs> of the GameCube? We've made a sand simulation. And also... We found a guy missing an arm to play Spider-Man so that when he punches the sand, it looks realistic. And then you're like, it looks like a bunch of chicken nuggets. This looks like shit. Yeah, no, I thought like he just made a chicken nugget. That's exactly what it is. It looked terrible. And it, what's crazy is that like all of the fight scenes look terrible. And everything in Spider-Man 2 and 1 had CGI in it and it somehow managed to look better than this. Like that's that first scene where Harry and um and and Peter are flying through the air beating the shit out of each other. It it looks, so it looks it's such a weird scene and it looks so bad because I think they were like look how great these computer effects are. Look how crisp and clean it looks and if they had done like motion blur or something it would have maybe been a little less like uncanny valley but it's just like so clear and clean and it looks it looks so bad i actually really liked most of the goblin jr stuff Um, oh really (laughs) yeah okay so if we're gonna i don't know if you want to jump into this yet but okay A, a weird background on this movie i was told by a friend at like who i used to work with at a comic shop um that uh like they used to like uh like intern or they were an intern when they were at sony when they were developing um spider-man 3 and the original so like the (laughs) the background on the movie is that uh sam raimi wanted to do um a vulture and sandman movie and uh didn't understand venom didn't get why kids liked it but was going to build up to have Spider-Man 4 be like the Hobgoblin and Venom afterwards. Because he wanted to, he really wanted to do the Sandman story. He really thought it would be cool. He wanted, like the whole movie he was interested in making was just doing that CGI scene where he's like putting himself back together, which is weird. And uh, eventually Sony like read the script. They were like, these are great. Here's the deal. 
we need venom in the first we need venom in this next movie because we want to we know that like the audience is going to want it we just we need that to happen so we'll pay you for both of these movies if you shove them together so he was going to get paid the amount of of two movies to make one movie and he goes fucking sure absolutely so he shoves both of these movies together gets rid of like the vul- the the vulture and like try- is just doing everything that I think like a Hollywood director at the time should do in and is trying to take all these like take this messy idea and make it work and it, that's fucking crazy I think they were gonna basically they took the script for three and four and combine them into one thing and that's how you get spider-man three yeah. and that's why it's so convoluted um crazy. <laughs> if yeah the best example of studio notes if you don't know what that means is basically like most people who work on movies are usually pretty uh good at what they do yeah and sometimes bad scripts get put out there because they're a topic that they that will probably get sold but for the most part, people aren't dumb. So there is, if you if you haven't seen it yet, there's a scene from uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody that's been going around because that movie won best editing. But there's a scene where they cut every 15 seconds to somebody else and it's completely unfollowable. And a lot of people are just like, how did this movie win best editing? How did this movie win best editing? And 100% it should not have won best editing. But... What you're seeing right there, no editor is dumb enough in the world to say, hey, this is good. What you're seeing is some sort of studio interference. What probably happened with that is like they had to combine pages and to shorten the scene because if someone in the studio wanted faster, there was probably some sort of contract saying like, oh, by the way, you have to show every member of Queen for the same amount of time. Otherwise, Roger Taylor is going to beat up the drummer, you know, (laughs) and so – this guy, and if you look at his IMDb page, like he's edited other movies, he clearly knows what he's doing, got forced to put out this hunk of shit uh, so that he could feed his family. And that sucks. Yep. And that's basically, you know, what happened to Spider-Man 3. Because I actually think, let's take it piece by piece. So let's talk about Sandman. Doesn't need to be in this movie. Is the Doesn't most need to be in this movie. Unnecessary part of this movie. <laughs> yeah, really forced. That, it, that he had to that they made it like he killed uncle Ben. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. (laughs) You don't need to do this again. You just did this. Well, they hammer it in that like, this is a movie about forgiveness. That's what everybody's going to learn. Like we're going to forgive Flint Marco because he only owns one shirt and we're going to forgive Harry. (laughs) But it's also, it's weird that they couldn't like, uh, create another, another scenario that isn't based around like the, uh, the uncle ben scenario you know he's already like a crime boy we can you can come up with something else for him involving yeah, totally. his family that, that didn't need to attach him despite like spider-man is gonna punch a woman in this movie he has a lot to be, that he's oh, gonna be we'll, we'll get there yeah okay so sandman i think kind of speaks for itself it doesn't need to be there he shows up at the end for a moment to be forgiven and then he flies into the wind as a cloud of dust and a single necklace. Yeah. For crazy. some reason. There Fucking is also crazy. like a scene in Sand First off, Sandman is running through the marshes, uh so somewhere in Coney Island, I guess. Yeah, falls what? into <laughs> falls He's into running down Ra- Jackie Robinson Parkway. I know. <laughs> Falls into a blender that's doing some sort of science experiment that's never so explained. Weird. 
no one no one ever they say oh it's a bird and they kind of hint at cool it's gonna kill the bird yeah so he falls into that murder a bird with they murder a bird he turns into sand the police get in there they never question like what was the experiment well did they ever come to check and be like yep it's still sand we did it guys (laughs) Um, (laughs) what the fuck were they doing to be honest, the fact that Sam Raimi wanted to do Sandman, just, it's still baff. That's the hardest part of, for me to fathom in this movie. I know we got to go piece by piece. We're probably not going to do that. I don't care. No. <laughs> um, look, the stuff that works in this movie, that it almost works in this movie, is the Venom plot line. And it's the one he didn't want to do. And it's the only one that is, it's the only thing that's like a new idea. Yeah. We know that studio notes are the reason that we don't have a hooded hobgoblin. It's a fucking skateboarder. It's a weird snowboarding um, Russian spy. Yeah. It's so odd. Um, But they clearly, every time they were like, uh, (laughs) like, like, okay, we're going to have a goblin person. What if it was a skateboarder? Every time they just wanted to make it into a, they turned the Green Goblin into a weird bike helmet. My father's, this is my father's snowboard, which I hide behind a mirror, which at some point I bought a new mirror because I broke the last one. (laughs) He keeps breaking mirrors. That fucking weird. And then like, that weird weird butler. butler. Yeah, it's like, I loved your father. I also loved his mirrors. I love that he didn't understand when he was like, hey, can you get some food? <laughs> and he was like, what? What? <laughs> you don't eat? A guest is coming over? Which guest? Christopher Guest? Who's coming? <laughs> well, it's, it's so funny because that's actually one of my big, like, things that I didn't really like about the first one is how much, like, Norman Osborn is like, I was there. And it's like, you were never there. You're only in, like, four scenes. It's like, I raised you like a son. It's like, you... Paid for an apartment, like a father, yeah. I guess. Um, I think that that's the point, because he's like, uh, they like, they isn't that like one of a one of like the weird, like weird, uh, angry Spider-Man lines is like, your father thought you were shit. Your father, yeah. the, your father thought you were garbage. I don't know why Tobey Maguire talks like that in my. That's just my everyone talks voice. like that. Everybody. Well, because in that movie, you either talk like Tobey Maguire or you're like, hey, I'm from somewhere in New York. <laughs> if you got a problem with pizza, up <laughs> yours. You got a problem with my wife. <laughs> hey, Which... I'm riding the subway. I don't know why it stops at the water. This looks dangerous. I do, Dude. Uh, yeah, I love... I love every scene in this movie of just like New Yorkers like coming together to like be strong. I'm like, we don't fucking do that. We've seen everybody just ignores everything. Yeah, you the saw most... a fucking dude beating up another dude with robot spider arms. You would be just like, ah, oh, fucking, I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to the E train. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that scene where there's where they're all on the on the 59th Street bridge throwing stuff at Green Goblin. The reality is they would just keep walking. First off, no one would be on that bridge because no one walks across that. No bridge. one walks across that bridge. Yeah, it's also it was funny to watch this movie. They always shoot on the Fifty Ninth Street bridge just because oh, no one ever needs that bridge. Yeah, they can shut it off. Use, it's a useless well, bridge. 
So the the laboratory, the Oscorp laboratory is uh the sewage treatment plant in Greenpoint that I used to live near. I know. That's like they just like cuz they these big like spacey mushroom domes and they just put like Oscorp over it. But I'm like that's where poo poo becomes drink water. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and the other thing that's really funny is that the Daily Bugle is the Flatiron building, but they uh they photoshopped out the Sprint store that's at the bottom of that building. Because so the building funny. couldn't afford to stay open because no one rents those like offices out. So they had to open a sprint store. Yeah, it's really funny. Also, uh, a fun fact. Yeah, Drew, Drew used to live near that sewage treatment plant. And he had to why he actually moved to L.A. is because it also turns your face into William D- Willem Dafoe if you live there for more than three years. <laughs> the heart, Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, wait, wait, wait. So we're getting we're getting we're we're. Our timelines are getting fucked up. So yeah, let's. It's gonna so I, th- I think we've probably said all that you need to say about uh, Sandman. Let's move on to James Franco, because I have a lot to say about okay. James Franco. I like. I liked James Franco in the se- I, I in the second movie. I thought he was he was on ball. He did a really good job at at like. I was like, look at him. He's. I didn't think he, he was like really nervous and like ne- didn't have the chops in the first one. He nailed it. What the fuck is going with this, this weird days of our lives amnesia shit is crazy. It's crazy. I, I That was the part that I thought I was going to hate and I actually really liked, which is I like this idea about this is all Harry's story. Harry getting amnesia has no payoff whatsoever. No. There is absolutely no reason for him to have that happen. I wish that they went crazier with it. I wish that he was screaming the fact that they didn't have Willem Dafoe back in this movie standing next to him screaming the entire time as like a weird psycho vision was such a waste. It should have been it would have been so amazing if it was just him having a full blown breakdown. But instead, he just sort of whines and gets his face burnt. <laughs> but like Franco in the hospital is the funniest thing when he's just like, you guys are my best friends. I would love you. Friends. I would. I would never punch you with my forearm spikes. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, because that's that's the that's the story that's been building in in the other two movies. And you're like, all right, we're finally gonna get this like a bad Franco. And immediately they gave him amnesia at minute ten. And it's yeah. like, what the hell? What was the point of the other? Well, Why I forgot we about start? the amnesia. I forgot about the amnesia. And when he fell, and I was just like, God. Sam Raimi loves throwing people 60 feet into a dumpster and just having them have no injuries. And then so then then Peter Parker lands on top of him. and He's just like, oh, my God, Harry, what happened? I don't remember throwing you 60 feet into a dumpster. Quick, I better apply CPR. He bashed his head into a dumpster. I know. Oh, my God. I just found out that you that like um. The pressing on the chest thing is to shock the heart. It's because it hurts so bad that it shocks your heart and tries to wake your body up. It's for like an unconscious thing. I didn't know that. CPR? It's not like related to like the the breaths or whatever. It's to just, it's to press the sternum and hurt the body and like wake up the body because it hurts so bad. I thought a, it was. I thought it pumps your heart for you and gets blood circulating. But I'm not a doctor. I'm just a regular old octopus. 
I have no idea. I just, I forget. I don't know. I'm really tired, and I think I heard someone say that this weekend. <laughs> Listen, if you've been listening for long enough to know that we were going to do a Spider-Man 3 episode, you know that we're very inaccurate. Yeah. And because of that, do, do not take our medical advice. Don't do this. Don't press on people's hearts if you don't, Google if CPR. You don't know why you're doing it. Before we did this podcast, we were Googling like Spider-Man snacks to remember if there was like a Spider-Man cereal or something. And the first thing that comes up is like like 18 DIY treats for your Spider-Man party. Ugh. And it says like yogurt pretzels, <laughs> deviled <laughs> eggs, <laughs> pasta salad. <laughs> just like, it's literally just like, uh, yeah, it's a deviled egg, which is like human in the shape of a spider. The way that. <laughs> no. Why? Ugh. My children demand yolks. I don't want eggs. <laughs> it's just bizarre to do. Like, if he's already gonna be just like devious and pretending to, to be regular Harry in front of, uh, like Peter. Why not just have him do that the whole time? Why not have him be a dick who's pretending not to be a dick the whole movie instead of do a weird amnesia thing? Like. That turn, you know what I mean? Like, what is the? I don't understand. I, 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 that, that was the biggest. Like, why would you do this? Yeah, it's so not clear. And then that leads to my weirdest part of the movie, which is basically where he he, ba- he kidnaps Mary Jane and is like, "You're gonna break up with Peter, or I'm gonna kill you or him," and so she does it. And then they never address it again. There never is a scene where he's like, she, you and know, when, when Harry's you, dire. Yeah, you broke yeah. up with me on a bridge. <laughs> yeah, Later. they're never like, hey, just so you know, I actually loved you. It's just that Harry said he was going to murder me. But now that he's dead, I guess we can be together again. Yeah, that that whole thing is super odd. It's an uh, It's a really odd pay off to that i have no i have no notes to fix that because you just shouldn't have done that the harry thing could have been good i think the real thing would have been if it was like sandman is completely in the background to the point that oh that was one thing else about sandman so when sandman comes back to life after going through the sewer it's like a you see it throughout the movie that sandman basically has to pull more matter into his body to recreate himself and so when he comes out of the sewer, he's clearly made out of shit. Yeah, he's made. He's <laughs> he a becomes shit diarrhea. man. We saw you. You saw a living diarrhea man. Yeah, Mister uh, Diarrhea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mister Diarrhea loves his sick daughter. <laughs> <laughs> she has diarrhea lungs. She needs. <laughs> she needs new lungs. Her lungs uh, are her full lungs. of shit. <laughs> um, it all it all kind of ties together. So like. I couldn't believe that um, that him that the final straw of of his like black suit bad bad face wasn't killing the Sandman. In my head, I always thought that like he mur- like thinks he murders the Sandman, and then he f- and then his aunt makes him feel bad about it, and like that's. But no, it's that he went he went to a jazz club and hit his girlfriend. <laughs> Wait, okay, we gotta hold off on the jazz club because I have yeah. a lot to say about the jazz club. I have club. a lot to say. Um, but I think that this movie could have been okay if it was every, see the problem was that every character, every villain was in the background. Mm-hmm. Venom doesn't show up till the very end. The The villain is himself and it's kind of boring in that way and if it had been like 
you know, Peter's trying to figure out how to take care of this big villain. But the worst thing is that he has to deal with Harry and Harry is kind of like your your B plot. It could have maybe worked, but there's so much going on. And then there's all the weird Harry amnesia stuff, which is worth it for the breakup scene when when Franco goes full Franco and winks. That's awesome. I love that so much. But that's the thing is I love I love I love Franco being a dirtbag, I think, because that's what he's good at. I, I love him doing that stuff. Yeah, he's a good he's he's a perfect smarm ball because he has a very smooth uh, face normally, but he just yeah. he can scrunch it. And like like when he emotes, just so much of his skin is just like flying all over his face. It's really it's really interesting and it's really fun. Yeah. It makes for a very good dirtball yeah so mary jane what the fuck was happening with mary jane in this movie i to be honest i kind of liked her 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 plot um i think it's i think her like with the broadway thing is really great i think having uh spider or peter swept up in his own in his own bullshit and not paying attention to her is like a really i think it's a really good um relationship problem for them to have i kind of liked it i was see i i liked it but they don't think that they did it right because i think that this weird thing sort of happened where they made they mary jane's intentions versus what came out on paper i think are different and they wrote it so so that mary jane came off as like self-centered and i think the reality is that if this movie had been that Mary Jane was like, all she wanted to do was be with Spider-Man. And this movie was about dealing with her being, you know, uh, in a relationship with Spider-Man. And obviously having, it's basically every night Spider-Man cheats on her and he she can't stop him. Because if she stops him, people die. So the whole thing is basically that, uh, listen, that- I, lo- I can't yeah. stop you from being Spider-Man, but I need to be loved. If that was how it came off, it would have been much better. And if that was something that really set Peter, because Peter having the, the the dark suit and that's going in his brain and making him all crazy and do bad stuff, that's one thing. But if it really was like, if they did it where like he was full of himself because he was Spider-Man, so much so that it pushed Mary Jane away, it would have been different. But the way that she was written in this movie, I remember actually that when she gets hit, in the jazz club scene, people cheered. Really? Yeah, because it's kind of like a Skyler from Breaking Bad thing where like Skyler is so well written and so well acted that you forget that she's a real person. You know, of course, she's not. She's going to have all the problems in the world with Walter White. Um, but this thing to me was like, I thought that Mary Jane's intention and what actually came out of her mouth were two different things. And I think that if it was written differently, it could have been really good. But the way that she was written, I thought was pretty poor. I think, um, well, I didn't get the, uh, the, the, the cheating aspect, um, until the, until the actual, uh, smooch scene. I, but I did get that. Um, I kind of liked the, um, he's not listening, uh yeah to her at all or paying attention to her at all because he's just uh he's enveloped in his in his own world um but i didn't i didn't think that she was uh i thought i thought that she was actually i i kind of disagree i think she was written pretty well and i think it also might be a skylar from breaking bad thing because i like how she's written a lot and i empathize with her more but i think it's just like 
it's easy for like a, uh, like angry men to be just like, oh, I hate getting yelled at, or not like when my success like is is, is put on trial uh, compared to someone else. You know, I agree with you. I just think that it could have been done better. That's really, I guess, when I, when I say like, what the heck oh, was yeah. up, Mary Jane? I just mean like, I feel like it was an afterthought. You know? Yeah. It's weird because. <laughs> you know what's really funny the f- the one thing i couldn't stop thinking about is like so there's spider-man one there's the famous upside down kiss yeah spider-man two she's engaged to J. jonah jameson's son who doesn't become man wolf for some reason and <laughs> um and she makes him kiss him upside down and so in the third movie when she does it to gwen stacy i have enough friends that are like polyamorous now that i know that in relationships you can be there are certain things where it's like you can do whatever you want, fuck whatever you want. You just can't make your famous omelet for them. And that's what that was. Yeah. That was like, Spider-Man <laughs> can do whatever you want, but that kiss is mine. Yeah. Yeah. I love, that's that's perfect. It's 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 like when it's still outside the, it's just when it's outside the rules. Yeah. Yeah. That, maybe that's the, it's, uh, Spider-Man 3 is a, is a poly movie. Yeah. I feel absolutely. like they had enough problems before the, the, the Gwen Stacy thing. I, I don't. I just don't like cheating in general in movies. I feel like it's never, at least when you rewatch like a cheating movie, it just feels like they never put the stakes in a in a way that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, well, I think yeah, I I agree with you, and I think actually that rewatching these movies, I let's move on to Peter Parker slash Spider Man because. Okay. Do you have notes? It looks like you're reading notes, which is no. I was making mental notes in my head because I uh, I had so many thoughts as I was watching these movies because the, it was almost like watching them fresh because I haven't seen them in so long. Yeah, and I re- and I think the thing that I like the most about the character Spider Man and the reason why I really like the new Spider Mans I like Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah. is because they're he's kind of like he's really smart. And he's like too smart for his own good and he makes quips, but he still is a loser. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like he's like, Haha, I'm funny, but I'm afraid of girls. Toby Maguire Spider-Man is straight up just Rivers Cuomo. Yeah. And Spider-Man, just, yeah, he's just Spider-Man 3 loser. is Pinkerton. Yeah. It's literally like, I'm tired of having Spider-Man instead of sex. <laughs> these, are, these movies are like, they're like Pink, Pinkerton Spider-Man. And it's so weird because- yeah. He's so passive in these movies. Well, this and like, is him turning from Rivers Cuomo into Connor Oberst for a little while, but yeah, not in the way, but not behaving like Connor Oberst at all. It's yeah, super weird. Yeah, he turns more. He yeah he he's super passive until the jazz club scene. Like every time he gets kissed, it's because Mary Jane grabs him, you know, like everything that happens in his life is super passive. And the one chance, and they don't really touch on it that much, but it's like the one chance that he has to be like in charge of his own self is being Spider-Man. And then as I was watching this movie, I was like, this isn't as bad as I remember. And And then the black suit stuff happens. So I actually didn't have that much of a problem with the black suit stuff because the way that I saw it was like, okay, so... Peter Parker is this dude who's a fucking loser, especially in these movies. And then this alien gets him and the alien is in his head just being like, we are Venom. Do what you think is cool. And so that's why he's walking down the street doing finger guns to people, buying like a leather jacket. And everybody, I nobody likes it. Everybody looks at him like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. I like that this nerd has become... 
it's cool that he's like, I'm going to be this nerd. I'm going to part my hair the opposite way because this is what cool people do. And then he hits a woman. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. I, uh, okay, so I watched it and I got why, um, uh, like, Sam Raimi wanted to do, uh, like, a weird, uh, all that weird stuff with him where he's just, like, a weird, uh, like, 50s, like, uh like cool guy like he's just he thinks he's just like let's just make him the fonz but literally like it's toby yeah. mcguire in 2007 as the fonz it's it is it is funny it is super hard to watch i i i, I get that's the intention but it is also like really it's very difficult that it was super the, the jazz club I thought like walking down the street was fine. The second he shows up to that club and is just being vindictive with, uh, with Gwen Stacy, I was like, oh, I can't watch this. And saying hot legs, it's so yeah. That's what I mean. I like. Yeah. I also yeah. like the weird finger gun stuff. It's really funny, um, because it's because he sucks. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, the jazz club is insane. I can see why he thought it was a good idea. Um in a funny way but you know what it is it's because he had a sketch he had like a ucb sketch mentality like what if it seems like a parody of what someone would do for a bad spider-man movie like right. what if toby Maguire just turned into a jazz man when he got the fucking <laughs> black suit but it's in the real movie it's so yeah. weird when he starts playing the piano i was just like what the fuck is this movie <laughs> what what is that? Is this like a? It's like the Bugs Bunny Daffy Duck bit from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I think he's just like hitting two fingers on the keyboard and just like, look at me. Guess guess what, Kirsten Dunst? I fuck. I know. I don't. But, uh, but I think that's what he wanted to do. I think he. I think like that's what he thought would be really fun because he's never done. He's he's never. Sam Raimi has never gotten to go full Bugs Bunny in like a high yeah. budget movie. We've yeah. always known that that's in him, but in this movie, um, this is what here's one thing after watching these three movies is as I forgot how much I love Sam Raimi. I forgot yes. that he's one of my fucking favorites of all time because he is so good at he, he he's so tone consistent most of the time, and he's yeah. so much fun. But this is just him going off. The, like you know what? I think it's like look, all right. You got James Franco on a skateboard, all right? And I'm giving you Venom. <laughs> You're giving me. I'm going to make a guy slide across on on a chair. You're giving me a weird Roger Rabbit dance scene, okay? That's my dream. I think that's what he wanted most in this movie. And it could have been there. I think if they had gone for the plot of, like, Spider-Man has gone to his head and he's full of himself and he upstages Mary Jane, it could have been there. But the second you throw in, like, the weird, vengeful Sex. infidelity and him, like, he it's, didn't learn, he didn't learn his lesson when he, when he thought he killed uh, Sandman. Which he didn't learn his lesson through anything. He didn't learn his lesson until he hit Mary Jane. And the problem is that Spider-Man should have never made it that far, you know? Like, you have to uphold a little bit of this character. And I get that, like, the suit made him drunk but it didn't feel like that, and it it felt like he suddenly was alt right, you know. Yeah, it felt yeah, it felt like you know, it was like 
it, it, it felt like the movie was saying, like, look, hitting women is bad, but it's not that bad. It's, it felt like you could excuse it, and it was like, this is a weird thing that's happening. Yeah, but, and it's totally an accident, too. Like, he didn't intend to hit her. You can tell that. Yeah. But they still put it in the movie and still made him hit a woman, which didn't need to be there. Yeah, it's that definitely that, – that was super uncomfortable. But, yeah, no, I would have loved – Here's the thing. If they made him a weird cartoon uh, guy who was trying to be cool, but it wasn't it wasn't without this. There was just a weird sexual energy to the whole thing that made it completely tonally off. Like if it was like him, like walking into places and like like making a weird black suit fedora and then just like punching a jukebox, I would love it. Yeah. It's also if it weird wasn't because him being horny, I just can't watch Toby Maguire be horny for anything. Especially because like he, they don't do anything in the movies to indicate that he's ever had another girlfriend. Like in the comics, he dates Gwen Stacy before he dates Mary Jane. There's nothing to indicate that like Mary Jane wasn't his first partner. So it's this really weird like lashing out of like jealousy and inexperience, and it's just really gross. It's a really yeah. You gross know what it scene. is? It's a it. Or, or maybe uh, it's it's because uh, Sam Raimi loves uh, torturing a soft boy. Maybe it's just him making fun of soft boys. Maybe he, a it little was bit. a channeling of. I don't think it actually was, but I I can see it. It is a very reflective. Um, like, I'm like, yeah, that's what soft boys did in my high school. Is they fucking lashed out, and there was a weird sexual vengeance in the in the early 2000s. It was fucking awful. But you know what, honestly, so like, fucking awful warp tour kids. You know what would have replaced this scene and had the exact same outcome and intention without having to do any of that? Yeah. He just goes on a date with Glenn, Gwen Stacy. Like, he goes out on a date to try to get over. They're broken up. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, they go on a date and then he just realizes, like, I can't do this. I still love Mary Jane. You know, that would have been better than him just being like, hey, I think I'm going to finger ron howard's daughter at a jazz club I know. in front of the girl from the, the suicide um virgin suicides, virgin suicides. <laughs> trying to think of a, a movie with kirsten dunce yeah um yeah so weird that was the moment that was like everything after that was shit too because i was like i literally remember up until the jazz scene that i was like this isn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be yeah and then it falls apart so hard that you're like, oh, this movie is not really redeemable. Yeah, it, it it's everything after that is like, look, the pieces are. Yeah, that's when uh, literally I was like, I fucking can't with this anymore. And I remember that also being the part in the movie because I rem- uh, here's here's the thing. I like Topher Grace in this movie. Oh, Topher Grace. Yeah, Topher Grace was great. He's, he's a great fucking improv. awesome in this movie. Dude, here's the, here's the, everyone's like mad because he's like a small person. And I'm like, no, I get because I get why he's in this movie because Sam Raimi didn't understand Venom, but he understands the concept of there being like a Spider-Man that doesn't have any great responsibility. And so he cast, I think it's really funny that he cast the uh other guy who could have played spider-man and it's over grace and he's just a fucking smart bag yeah and he's i don't know he's matching the tone of the movie he's really perfect well. he's no, doing Topher, great Topher grace was was great he was like he he if they made that movie today he would have like a pepe pin on <laughs> i thought 
he yeah. was great. The funny thing about that movie, first off, so when uh, when he's in the church and he's like, Lord, I'm please kill Peter Parker. I'm like, I can't tell if this is supposed to be funny or not. Yeah, like if he's being serious or if it was a joke. And I think that's good. That's good performance. Uh, that was the other. I think that's the first time I've noticed uh, like the studio note that actually was probably make this like the comic. Like, yeah, I think it was like because it's weird because now studio notes are it has to be exactly like the comic as yeah. opposed to when they were like turn him into a skateboard we're watching studio notes of the future and the past touch each other in spider-man 3 which is flying james franco skateboard and also do you have to do the venom suit swap in a church yeah um even though it has nothing to do you could have just they could he could have just torn the suit off anywhere and it could have right. just crawled to to eddie first he uh first he opens the door to the belfry which was not locked then he looks up 60 feet in the air and sees parker <laughs> yeah super odd um uh yeah also a belfry that just has open door that isn't just cemented off yeah and then there was no one like hey you can't go in there that's for the lord <laughs> here's a sausage and peppers <laughs> That's Jesus's bell. Go back to Chelsea, you blondie. <laughs> <laughs> that one scene where they're looking at each other and like Toby's got the got the swoopy uh, uh, bangs and 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 Topher Grace has the blonde hair and I'm just like, look at you fucking idiots in your hair. I know. I hope you both go bald. Fuck you. I know. Oh my god! Yeah, Topher Grace was really was really good casting, but that movie, like the second Venom comes in, they rushed. They just they it's, it's so rushed. It's unbelievable. I forgot how you, fast it is. You can tell because then the news shows up, and they've never done that before. What the and fuck they're is like, the news? The <laughs> news. British, a weird British woman. They're just doing a weird news. I think that's how you know that a super uh, that there's just like that everyone has given up making a movie if the if the final fight is just like the news people are explaining it <laughs> yeah oh he's killing spider-man this is terrible i can't believe we're watching spider-man die on tv <laughs> brought to you by dr pepper not a real doctor but a real pepper <laughs> so fucking dumb this pepper went to uh medical school online yeah University that whole end Phoenix. <laughs> that whole end fight scene is both great and terrible. I hated it. I hated it every I, second. I hated I it. Watch it. I hated it. I hated that every one of these movies has become how strong is Mary Jane's grip? Because she basically just, <laughs> at some point, it's thrown and makes a magical catch and can hang on forever. Yeah. Um, but I did like it when Franco showed up and they were I fighting hated, together. I, I liked it. it. I liked I, it. I thought it was cool. I don't know. I hated this. I hated that they were friends uh, at the end. I'm like, that's not how you can. Uh, it, to me, it didn't feel earned. It felt. It wasn't so, earned. That was the biggest problem. Though. Um, I didn't. I didn't. I, I felt just uncomfortable the whole time watching yeah. it because it wasn't. They were two people that shouldn't be teaming up. I know that he has a little skateboard, but also he has a weird, like, mangled face. Like, they're just like, 
hold on to what? <laughs> like his face is melted. <laughs> it's just like, I caught you, buddy, but he's just got a fucking stupid mouth. <laughs> and he looks disgusting. It's just like a fucking Mary, toe yeah. flew in to help him. Mary Jane's like, oh my God, f- f- James Franco, what happened to your face? Well, I was microwaving some whiskey and the <laughs> bottle know. exploded. Yeah, he literally just looks like uh, uh, he looks like he he flies in looking like a cavilta fish wearing a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so uncomfortable to look at. And I'm I like, I know you want this cool like children's toy team up, but it is it is so fucking awkward. He so he weird. looked like a Civil War veteran at the X Games. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the yeah, thing is that Jonah Hex was a wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> Jonah Hex. Oh my god, did you see that movie? I did not. I did. Dude, it's fucking bad. Yeah, I've seen. Oh, I can't. I I can't. I mean, but yeah, this this was the part I remember. Just like seeing this in 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 the movie theater. Uh, as like a kid and wanting to uh, like and just it made me want to grow up it like ruined yep. my spirit yep. I saw the team up yep. happening and I was like I've wasted my whole life um, we here's the, the one thing that that I do agree with uh, like look the Venom stuff is rushed also why you can't have Topher Grace's actual human voice coming through that face. You just can't yeah. do that. You can't do with the, the teeth. Yeah. Oh my and god. He looks like he's like, in some forty one. It's terrible. Yeah. With the t- well, even even honestly, I'm sort of fine with that. But just when the CGI mouth of Venom is talking and Topher Grace's little boy voice is coming through there, I'm like, you gotta, you gotta do something. Just like put like a pitch shift, a something, a little bit compression something i don't know eq what anything to help i don't think i don't think that they've ever i don't think that venom works on film just yet i don't think they've cracked it It, the the tom hardy one sucked too it was it sucked but at least it was fun dude uh this one this this venom looks better than the one that's in the tom hardy movie because the one in the tom hardy movie just looks like a diarrhea it looks like the shit monster from Conker's Bad Fur Day. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, exactly what you're talking about. We're doing a podcast about Spider-Man Three. I know Conker's Bad. Yeah, Fur of course. Day. Yeah, but yeah, like I can't. I this this one. I I 100 think that this one looked better. Um, and I liked that it sounded better. Like it was just. Uh, uh it's weird watching this one and going like, wow, damn. It's been like ten years, but this is uh, this is it's weird that this is. I think that this is a better Venom than the one they came up with earlier this year. Yeah, well, I think the weird thing is that they jumped the gun so much with this movie because Doc. Okay, so so Green Goblin is a dude who wears. I mean, okay, granted, Spider Man is a guy bit by a radioactive spider. Yeah, which also in that scene. Uh, I didn't remember this, but you know how they're they're like uh, they're they're like these are our fifteen fu- uh, experimental spiders, and Mary Jane Watson's like there's fourteen, 
why did they choose a number so big? Like, no one would look and be like, oh, there's 14. And someone should have been like, no, there's 15, you fucking idiot. It's hard to miss them because they're <laughs> spiders. You know, they should have been like, our four spiders. Uh, there's only three here. See? One, two, three. <laughs> I know that's really trivial and stupid, but there's something so funny about, like, Mary Jane Watson, the girl who comes from a white trash family, doesn't give a shit about radioactive spiders instantly counting them and being like um there's only 14 you fucking moron <laughs> you bitch <laughs> now if you excuse me i have to go get yelled at by my dad <laughs> and the and the sexy werewolf guy from true blood <laughs> it's so weird oh my god he, i forgot about that yeah it's yeah. so weird that he's that he's the bully um but yeah no i agree they they haven't cracked how to do a venom but that's also because venom's a shitty character <laughs> Yeah, I love I love that character, but that's also because I'm a I'm a 30 year old man boy who likes shitty things. But yeah. I can admit that that he's not a great character. Doing Eddie Brock sucks. Eddie Brock yeah. fucking sucks. And visually, he doesn't look good. That's the whole point of Venom. But like when you see him in the comic book, it's just this like sleek black drawing. Whenever it's a movie, they're like, oh, we have to make him dripping and oily, and it just doesn't fit in. Like. And he's an alien. So there's, for some reason, a meteor lands where they're making out. And that's... <laughs> do you think they fuck in the spider web? I feel like it'd be hard to do that. Right? I feel like... I feel like I, they, they, they've they definitely tried a couple of times, but it never worked out. And they kind of had to, like, go home just, like, a little disappointed that no one came. You know... A weird thing about these movies is watching it a little bit older and realizing that there was the um, the duality of because I actually I liked organic shooters when they first came out because this Peter Parker isn't a scientist you know like they don't hint that he's super smart until the second movie I and, yeah I I it, since they brought in the organic shooters in in the movies it, it's just one of those decisions that's like yeah of course just do this yeah. Just do, don't makes, don't have him building them. That's so it's annoying, yeah. and I don't I never buy it. It was always weird too because it's like he's Spider Man. He does what a spider can. Uh, he shoots a web out his ass. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but there is the there is the scene where he starts having erectile dysfunction. Yeah, he has, and literally he has can't webbed. shoot his rope. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he can't shoot his rope. They also like. They make the spider web like really shiny and blue in these movies. And I didn't remember that. It looks kind of gross. And anytime that he like in the end of the second movie, the first time he does like a love nest of web and then Mary Jane is in it and he crawls over like a spider and he's doing like in the comic books where it's like the impossible crawl where you have to like unhinge your hips to do it. Yeah. yeah like yeah. I remember to having unhinge your hips to eat a mouse. Yeah, yeah. well, I remember, like, having the toys as I was a kid, and I was like, I don't understand. Why can't he bend his feet behind his head? Um, but when you see Tobey Maguire actually do it, it's disgusting. It's it just, really, like, it's, it's really gross. It's so uncomfortable. I just didn't want I, I didn't want to see his butt moving like that or, like, yeah. his thighs moving up and down. Ugh. Also, weird thing about these movies, you see his butt move a lot. You don't see his chin move once. Oh, because he didn't have one. They, I, I am 100% positive that he has like a little like uh in the mask they just build a little chin for him yeah because he is a chinless person <laughs> he looks like an anchovy from spongebob 
it's so weird it's but... so weird every one of his faces is also disgusting but and i think that he made that sam raimi made him make all those faces because he was like oh god i just love fucking with this guy yeah <laughs> for 17 sam million so mean yeah i mean oh man for 17 million dollars you could beat the shit out of me the scene where he just keeps getting hit by people's like bags when he bends down to get so his funny. books or when he's getting like picked on in a uh, college physics class, know, and they're just like, "Hey, fuck you, nerd! You knew the answer to that question in this in class, class that we're that, all in that I paid money for." <laughs> hey, fuck you! You think you're smarter than me? You are. <laughs> I'm a background extra. <laughs> this this movie definitely this movie ruined my life when I was a kid. It ruined my day today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what what happened was this was the summer. This summer, also Transformers came out. Yeah, and so it was just like this double punch because Transformers is my favorite thing it is of your all favorite time. Thing. Like I grew up loving it. I yeah. I know so much about Transformers. You have a leg sleeve of Transformers. I have a leg sleeve of Transformers that people think is Spider Man because it looks kind of like it. Yeah. Uh, but um, that movie came out, and and I remember just being like. Well, I'm never going to be happy. I just got everything I wanted and it sucked. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know? There, this was, you know, because it, it was the time where, um, yeah, I remember that uh, that summer I was like, wow, there's going to be, uh, I'm going to see Venom in a movie, which is crazy. I never thought I would see that. I just, there was just two things. It was stuff that, you know, when I was, uh, you know, like a kid and getting into the idea of being a filmmaker, it's stuff that I always like. You know, it's stuff that you always kind of hope that you'd make as like a, for me at least. I don't know if you were like ever like, I hope that I can make a Transformers movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The weird one that I always wanted to make a movie for is Plastic Man. Yeah. I've had an idea for a while. I've always wanted to do a Plastic Man movie because he's such a weird oddball character. But I think what's, what's interesting about this, in a good way... Spider-Man 3 really represents growing up because after that, we were always a little hesitant. I remember being surprised that Avengers was good. Yeah. You know, they were always, it always put you on guard and you were waiting for something good to happen. And um, it it's good because it's, you know, it's crazy. We're about to have the third Spider-Man 2. How crazy is that? Oh my God. Yeah. We're about to have the third Spider-Man 2, but I think in a good, in a weird way, these movies have returned to children. I don't think Spider-Man 3 was meant for kids. I don't even think Spider-Man 2 was really meant for kids. But I I remember watching Spider-Man Homecoming and thinking like, man, it would be cool to be a child and see this right now. Because I could relate. Because I remember watching Spider-Man yeah. and being like, that kid's 18. When am I going to look like that? Yeah, and I'm, When is my hair going to run away? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why does... Why does that? Uh, why does that background extra have a full beard that he shaved off? You know. Yeah. Uh, fucking. There's a scene in Spider-Man Two where he's talking to a doctor, and I'm like, I'm like, the doctor looks younger than Tobey Maguire, and he's I supposed know. to be twenty. In Spider-Man and Three, that he's supposed to be in a fucking Grateful Dead shirt. I know. In, in in Spider-Man Three, he's supposed to be like, I think he's supposed to be like twenty-two. You know. Yeah. Um. It's it. But but um. But yeah, but like the, the movies are coming back to for kids, and I think that's cool. Like I, I watched this movie and I was pretty bummed out. And then I went to get some food and I saw a child wearing a Spider-Man shirt, 
with matching Spider-Man pants. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's good. I'm glad that kids are still enjoying it. Because movies are for kids. I, yeah. I, I hate I hate that everybody shat on The Last Star Wars because it was a pretty good movie for children. <laughs> it's yeah. a movie for kids, and it was good for kids. Yeah, I think, well, I, I think we're also, like, at a time where, you know, like, kids movies and like a good and good movies are not exclusive yeah exactly yeah i think there can be a good movie for children i don't fucking even like movies that are for me like stuff that's made for me is like game of thrones and i'm like i don't need that (laughs) that's fucking depressing like i don't want to watch like life is hard enough i don't want to watch like fucking hereditary and then go home and watch game of thrones i don't need to watch just my dream shatter in front of me i'm already doing it yeah, I don't I need do it to. Every day. I know. I don't need to watch Black Mirror. I'm bald, man. <laughs> the world is bad. <laughs> the world is fucking bad. Um, I don't need to know that you can fuck your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. Like, but I, yeah, I agree that it's, um, it's cool to see, um, that the, it's cool to watch, like, it was cool to watch, like, like a homecoming or whatever. I'm like, there's, there's, kids being represented and they're of a specific generation and also it doesn't feel like it's pandering to anything it just feels genuine and like it's yeah connecting to something not trying to be just like uh, oh kids in their in their phones or whatever like, i love like- that they're not trying to get into each other's pants in spider-man homecoming yeah because children are cowards that's like yeah. usually how it goes. I'm an adult and I'm still a coward. Um, but I feel <laughs> a like coward. <laughs> Macho Man should have been Venom's real voice. That would have been great. Macho Man should have been every character. Complete I recasting. That. I love it. I am in a play. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. What? <laughs> Pizza time. <laughs> I loved that scene. The fucking mop falling out of the closet. Scene oh, yeah. That best. was the start of... That was like... The second they did that, I was like, oh, my God. They let Sam Raimi have free reign. Free, free, uh, free, free range. It's, yeah, they had they had Raimi, Blammy, Bolammy. Yeah. They let him do whatever he wanted. How Sparks is in that movie? <laughs> in the so elevator. fucking weird. I loved Wait. that. Oh, the biggest takeaway that I got as an adult watching Spider-Man is that all of the problems are basically that Peter Parker feels like he can't talk to anybody because if he tells someone he's Spider-Man, he puts them in jeopardy. Right. So he has this huge problem and he doesn't know what to do with it. The entire This whole series is an advertisement for why therapy is so important. Right. Yeah. What he needs is therapy. He needs a therapist. One more you know? time we need to talk about uh, just before the end. We got to talk about all three Bruce Campbell roles. Which is your favorite Bruce Campbell cameo? Um, I have to say Snooty Usher. Um, I'm going French Waiter. French, French Waiter? Waiter in Spider-Man 3 is the fucking funniest. Why? Why French Waiter? I love how it's the most self-referential one it's so funny um just him like uh picking up uh, insulting his wedding ring by going just like (laughs) putting the glasses on tapping it hello and then also just like (laughs) ah romance i am french just because he knows that he isn't (laughs) french he's just a fucking weird fake french person and they're just it's just him going off and his comedic timing with everything is funny like the second time when they bring the champagne over and he claps at them <laughs> like to go it's great yeah Bruce campbell is the fucking funniest person i love i love i love um 
I don't speak French, but this is a French restaurant. <laughs> no, but this is, uh, he's so condescending in each one. Like the best, having him name him Spider-Man in the first one is genius. Yeah. I think I like Snooty Usher the best because really like he is the first villain that he faces. Yeah. Like the Usher stops him, sets off this chain of events that ruins his life. And it's so funny that it's caught. And when he just points at the C- at the signs to yeah. explain what he's saying, it's so it's funny. So funny. And it's and, really great. Yeah, I really love it. I do love in the third one that you could definitely tell that like that it's weird because for every bit of studio interference in Spider-Man 3, there's a moment where Sam Raimi was like, fuck it. I don't care. I don't care. Bruce, you're going to be a French guy and my brother (laughs) is going to steal the show. Oh, my God. We have to talk about uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. J.K. Simmons uh, is is literally never not funny. Every line out of his mouth is the fucking funniest. He's perfect. He there's a there's like a an expression called uh, a flanderism, and it's like how uh, Ned Flanders from The Simpsons started off as like just a normal neighbor, and then they just like snowballed his uh, his like little quirk so much that he became like the super god fearing crazy uh neighbor and that's so funny to watch J.J. Abrams go off the f- or J.J. Oh, J. J. Abrams. J. J. Abrams. <laughs> Parker, get in here. Uh, I'm going to need uh, anamorphic lens flares of Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't know what J.J. Abrams sounds like. That's my every fucking nerd voice. I yeah. I'm, could be anybody over the age of 30. Yeah, it sounds like glasses, big nose, big ears. You did a good yeah. job. But, um, but yeah, J. Jonah Jameson, like snowballs and gets weirder and weirder until he's eventually taking his own photos of spider-man it's so funny it's so funny i love the blood pressure in this i think the blood pressure like, joke is so funny dude the I, table shakes yeah fucking yeah. elizabeth banks with a small brown bob is is alarming. yeah yeah Weird. oh that Weird. scene where he gets like in her face is Just really gross I, you just can't have these people be horny. You just, yeah. there's certain, he's not allowed to be horny. There's someone else who isn't. Uh, Spider Man is like, asexual. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, there's, I'm, I have like a list of actors who I'm like, you are asexual forever. And that's just the way that it fucking is. Yeah. Um, I thought the J. Jonas Jameson sex scene was kind of gross, but. Miss <laughs> 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 Brant, get me a condom. <laughs> <laughs> all right on that note i think we've been talking about spider-man 3 for like fucking three hours we've we been talking stop. about it for 15 years I we think can't it's time. yeah this is that's the real reason why we did this is because we just for some reason we always have something to say about this movie and we can talk about it for fucking hours yeah, I want to say that this closes the door, but honestly, tomorrow I'm probably going to call you and be like, hey, you know what we forgot to talk about? We just need to have a Spider-Man 3 cast where we just, just the whole, just a Spider-Man 3 podcast. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so the, the Osborne butler who yeah, shows okay. up out of nowhere, a hundred percent knew that he was the Green Goblin and had a so secret... Weird. That was so weird. And then he shows up and it was just like, I loved your father. And it's like, you weren't even in the first two movies, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think you just showed up out of nowhere. Oh, he was. I think it's 
like uh i think i heard somewhere that he's just like a background actor that or something that sam raimi loved and he wanted to give him some dialogue and Great. so he shows up and it, good get him he get he got yeah. paid residuals every time we he should have been at the end he should have gotten on the snowboard and be like i don't know how to use one of these <laughs> i'll help you peter parker there's just so much shit that's like phoned into this movie that they yeah. never like. There's a scene where he's like, "Oh, my old basketball," and it's like, "You guys never fucking played basketball. You spent two movies establishing that Peter Parker's a nerd." Yeah, who what the in, fuck? In this universe, where just he's not allowed to play basketball. <laughs> yeah, but I do love the idea of the of the butler becoming the third goblin. I would love that. Just like, oh, I love this glider. Makes me feel like I have my first pair of knees. <laughs> he becomes he becomes venom <laughs> I, I bond i want a comic book series where they just bond the symbiote to different old people right yeah exactly i would love it's that. A stanley cameo wow my dick works <laughs> oh was this the first stanley cameo where he talks because the first yes. two movies is just him like saving children for yeah, some reason pulling children out of the way you know what? Also, I you know what I remembered about the second one, just to tie it back into music, since we're, is that, um, the second movie ends with the dashboard confessional. Yes, it does. Right. Out of nowhere, it is alarming. Uh, but I remember also that I think the first Fantastic Four came out a month, like a month or two later, mm-hmm. in the same year. And that has a Taking Back Sunday song in it. And I remember that they, I think they were trying to gear up for Marvel movies having like these like, uh, like just pushing emo songs. Yeah. But it ended because I think because Fantastic Four flopped like shit. Well, it was crap. Fantastic Four was such crap. I remember Fantastic Four came out in 2005. Oh, it came out in between these two because I saw it when I was still in high school. Because um, I remember because I was really excited for it. Um, and I, I was in a computer art class. You love anything I, that's just like big or rocks or a robot. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the thing. I love Colossus, who's just a chrome tinfoil boy. Yeah. He's kind of a robot. Yeah. He's more, yeah he's more of a robot than I am. Uh, mostly because he's Russian. <laughs> <laughs> All Russians are robots. The only feelings I have is for very small girl in trench coats. <laughs> I love small Jews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love, uh, I love uh, uh, the Russian neighbor. That guy's amazing. Oh, yeah, I love that they brought him back and his weird daughter. It was, it was like rooting for him, but at the same time wants to fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> I love the old Russian neighbor just because he gives advice like my grandpa. Yeah. Like, just tell her you're a good woman. You are. I'm good man. Eh? I love that. I fucking <laughs> now if you excuse that. me, I need to shit in the hallway. <laughs> I just want, I want more. Uh, I love that he's also Sam Raimi's impression of like a bad landlord, but he's better than any landlord I've ever had ever. in New York. Yeah. The best landlord I've ever seen. I would kill for that landlord. All he, he wants is his rent. For, for his rent on time. Yeah. But otherwise, he like gives advice and he's nice. It's great. Yeah. And he's got a fun yeah. accent that rules. 
Yeah, he's, yeah, he sits there with the door open and it's just like, oh, here comes Peter, my favorite person in the building who is right next to where I live. Don't worry, Peter. When you fuck loud, it does not bug me. In fact, it makes me hard as a rock. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, full no. 2007. We got to end this. I'm yeah. getting real. I'm getting real horny mouthed. Yeah, too, too horny mouthed. Well, all right. Before uh, before Drew starts uh, quoting old Louis C.K. specials, let's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh God! What can be the version of favorite song from this? Oh, um, speaking of music, also the fucking weird shuffle jazz that Danny Elfman is off the rails on this soundtrack. He sucks in this movie. The music yeah. sucks in this movie. I loved the music in the first two. It sounds like cradle filth songs with no guitars or screaming. <laughs> um, but then uh, the fucking soundtrack at the end, of, at, like during like when they're like fighting um, before uh, 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 Toby Maguire burns his friend. It's just like a weird shuffle snare. It's like a weird jazz. Yeah, shuffle. it's so awkward. It's really that scene is so awkward because he's like first he gets stabbed and is like, "Ow, you stabbed me!" And then he's just like, "Yeah, also spikes shoot out of my arms." <laughs> it's such a weird. I'm gonna scene. kick your little ass. I love that though. That's the I thing is, I that. love I loved Francoisms. I think I love, he's great. He is he's great in these. Not I as love, a human, but I think he's a great actor. Do you care about the emo hair? I didn't like it, but I didn't. It didn't ruin my day. It didn't ruin my day. So I was, I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, when you talk to someone and they tell you they hate a movie, and then they say one scene, and you're like, oh my god, there's more to the movie than that, you know? Yeah. I feel like everybody said the emo hair. Yeah. I forgot that he hits a woman in the jazz scene, but I remember people being like, oh, I hate the whole emo hair scene, and it did kind of ruin the movie for me. Not the hair. I think the hair is. Who gives a shit? I don't care it's, about hair. There's bad it's, hair it's, all over these movies. But it's all of that, like, that combined, you know, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, to just make a huge, yeah, huge problem. 100%. Yeah. It would have been kind of cool if he had done something, like, in a weird way, like, if he had dyed his hair blue or if he had shaved his head. I guess this is pre-Britney shaving her head, but, like, just something more than just being like, oh, I didn't realize I could wear this down, you know? Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. He does do a little hair flip that is uncomfortable. Yeah. What's weird is that I think Toby liked it. I think that was what we were seeing was the real Toby McGuire. The real Toby fucking loves it. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. He, I, he was part of the fucking pussy pact or whatever with Leonardo DiCaprio. What are they What's... called? The pussy gay? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking it's like, about. Like, uh, when Leo, Le- Leonardo DiCaprio, Tobey Maguire, and I, th- and someone else, and like a f- couple other like early 2000s actors or like late 90s actors, like, were called like the pussy posse or something, and it's just because they were young actors who would go out and just like, just like fuck people. All the time. That was the thing, but it's so weird that Toby Maguire is a part of that. He's a good looking guy. I thought he was really handsome. 
You know what's funny is he's I remember ador- he's I don't think he's he's an adorable looking person, but I can't. It's also he's just an asexual being to me. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is I remember him being super buff, and then you see he's just kind of like a normal guy. <laughs> like he's just kind of like a guy who's done a couple of crunches and has a good diet. And then so in the second movie, the opening credits, it's the Alex Ross watercolors of yeah. of everything. And they paint him way buffer than he was. Like he is in the opening credits of Spider-Man 2. He's got like a full chiseled six pack and way bigger biceps. You could tell like Alex Ross was like, really that guy? (laughs) (laughs) This fucking guy? Favorite bad Spider-Man line. Uh, what was the? I have to look it up because I can't remember it. You go first. Oh, I think uh, you're really gonna dig this joint. Or get or uh, get me some milk. It's <laughs> a mean some, thing to say. No, he doesn't say get me some Give milk. He says, some get, milk! Me, he says get me some nuts because <laughs> oh. he wanted cookies with nuts in it, and they didn't have nuts, so she was gonna make more cookies. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Disgusting. Um. My favorite line is probably um, "Ah." <laughs> When Harry catches fire. Are you looking at the IMDb? Yeah, I don't remember. You know what? I think that kind of says a lot, which is like, I my favorite line is James Franco winking at the camera. I think. <laughs> yeah. What was your What was your favorite moment of Spider Man Three though? Like I think like like oh this is good kind of thing. Yeah, like what? Yeah, if you or good or just like when you look back and you're like that was the most enjoyable part for me. Ranch waiter scene, whole dinner scene. I think the dinner scene is genuinely really good. It actually establishes how little he's paying attention to her and everything that's wrong with his nice guy bullshit. And yeah. then also Bruce Campbell is fucking hilarious. It's the only correctly done front to back scene, I think. I think my favorite scene. Except for Gwen Stacy in it. I forgot that Gwen Stacy shows up in it. Yeah, the Gwen Stacy stuff is really weird. When Oh, when she says uh, her manicured fingernails were on your yeah, shoulders. I was like, that's weird. Like, you don't want to get a manicure? They're great. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy you one right now. We'll save money on this dinner. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite scene was when he shows up in the middle of the night to his professor's uh, <laughs> class. And he's and he's just like, I'm not a I'm not a biologist. I'm a physicist. Also, it's one in the morning. And why do you have alien goo? Peter, you better not touch this alien goo because it's <laughs> alien goo. Hey, I've learned a lot about this alien goo, and I think that everything in this movie is because of alien goo. <laughs> it's such a weird phoned-in scene, and you can tell they were like, okay, Spider-Man 4 is going to have the lizard, so we got to make sure that we show this actor one more time, because <laughs> we've gone through the trouble of casting him. Yeah. I did love the way the goopus moves in this movie. The symbiote goopus looks incredible, I think. Yeah, I think I they love did a the good structure job. of it. It's a good it- goop, for sure. I love uh, I love anything that has like uh, like something creeping around and someone looks back and then just like hides or whatever. Yeah. Like when it just flattens yeah. out, I'm like, yeah, that's some shit. Yeah, that was Spider Man three. All right, yeah, that was that was Spider Man three. Um, Katie and Jeremy and Lucy will be probably back for the next episode. Uh, I'm sure they're regretting letting us do this. They're regretting having Passover or Easter. Uh, because they saw what we did with our free, with our free time. 
Yeah, once again, Drew and Jordan have a podcast that goes for two hours because all we do is fucking talk about Spider-Man 3. All we do is talk about Spider-Man 3. Um, all right, Drew, g- give them your plugs. Uh, sure. Uh, hey, guys, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Diet underscore Hellboy, Instagram at Drew Kaufman Photography. Um, and if you like this episode, let us know because Jordan and I probably have more movies that we want to talk about. <laughs> Or, and honestly, or, we'll, or tell us we'll to invite shut more the people. fuck up because we will. Could, we will. We'll shut up. We're cowards. Um, <laughs> cowards. No, we're not. We're gonna keep. If we have, we'll we'll just probably do like a weird, just weird one-off episodes if we have just like subjects we want to talk about. Yeah. If you made it this far, you like this. And if you didn't make it this far, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, follow me. Uh, follow Two Minutes Late Night at Two Minutes Late Night on Instagram. It's not about Spider Man Three. Um, you can uh, support our Patreon at honor at honorableswords.com. It does not support uh, Spider Man Three. Please follow me on Twitter at Mr. Jordan Olds. I sometimes talk about Spider Man Three. Um, <laughs> follow my dog on Instagram at Great Hambino. She was not in Spider Man Three. Um, follow me on Instagram at Doctor Mayor. Um, I don't know why though. I don't make. I don't have any. I don't do stories on at Doctor. Don't follow at Doctor Mayor. You're fine without it. Um, <laughs> and follow James Franco at James <laughs> underscore Franco. I don't think you can. I think his Instagram is deleted because he was. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Franco's a creep. He's a fucking little creep. He he was he has the real sexual energy of this movie, and that's why he's canceled. Oh um, no! Oh boy! All right. Um, create a cologne called Thwipped. Bye, everybody. Bye, the Butler. The Butler. <laughs>